You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very pizza-fied edition of the QSR Web Podcast. I'm QSR Web and Pizza Marketplace Editor Shelley Whitehead, and delighted that you're checking us out today because we've got lots of great stuff to relay that will help all restaurant professionals do better business. I'll just begin here by introducing my two guests on the show today, beginning with Brad Brooks, who is Director of Sales and Marketing at POS and Enterprise Management Software Provider, Speedline. And also here today is Dave Howie, who is CEO of Chicago Franchises, which is the parent company of the 28 location chain Nancy's Pizza, which is in North Carolina, Georgia, Missouri, and Illinois. And welcome to you both, and thanks for checking in with us today. Great. Thank you, Shelley. Great to Hi, be Shelley. here. Good to be uh, here. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you. So let's just get things going here by getting you, Dave, to um, tell us a little bit about Nancy's Pizza and really also how you got started in the pizza business in the first place. Uh, sure. Uh, I uh, I was a pre-med student at Loyola University in Chicago and uh, heard about this great pizza restaurant in one of the, the suburbs close to our the college I was at, uh, the location uh, of Loyola up in the North Shore. Went there, fell in love with pizza, um, didn't get into medical school the first round, and uh, went to the owner of Nancy's, Rocco Palazzi, and uh, told him I wanted to open a pizzeria at 22, he said, okay, which was kind of interesting back then. This was back in 1977. So between training and building out a new store, I opened my first Nancy's in 1978. So I, I've been around a long time with it. Um, Rocco uh, Palazzi is the recognized inventor of stuffed pizza, not to be confused with stuffed crust pizza, which is obviously completely different. Um, but he invented it in 1971. This is actually our 50th anniversary this year. We're going to start celebrating in July, um, which is when his first restaurant opened. Actually, when he actually created the pizza. And uh, been uh, making pizzas ever since. Um, Love the business. Uh, going on, gosh, 40, 43 years now. And uh, uh, haven't looked back. Just, just. For those who do not know, what's the difference between stuffed pizza and stuffed crust pizza? Well, stuffed crust pizza is really a thin pizza. It, they've just inserted cheese in the outer crust around the pizza. A stuffed pizza is is basically a deep dish. In, uh, actually, in Atlanta, we will call it a stuffed deep dish just to differentiate. Uh, when Pizza Hut came out with a stuffed crust, it really creates a little bit of confusion you know, with stuffed pizza. And so stuffed pizza is basically a big pie. It's a deep dish pizza. Um, but the difference is, is we've got a bottom crust. We put all of our main ingredients on the inside of the, uh, the pizza. It's built in a pie, uh, pan. Ours is a two inch uh, deep pan. And uh, we put a top layer of crust, which is, a, again, that's main differentiation between a, a deep dish and, and a stuffed. And then all of our sauce goes on top of that top layer of dough. And it cooks very much like a pie. Um, and when it comes out, uh, there, there's a lot of differences. Um, it's, it's juicier. The, the flavors of the ingredients don't get mixed 
so much with the sauce there. So when you cut through a slice of stuffed pizza, you're getting um, various degrees of, of flavors hitting you because they're all there independent of each other. And uh, it's a very different product. Um, again, we've been selling it since 1971. It's a huge part of our business. Um, the, there's several, you know, other uh, stuffed pizza companies, all of which um, one of our main competitors, the uh, guys that started that uh, that chain, um, they were pizza makers for Rocco back in the 70s, and that chain, uh, you know, it's huh? just expanded. <laughs> yeah, that chain. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. Um, so, so Dave, what have you found to be, I guess, the greatest challenges this past ultra-challenging year, and how have you addressed those? Um, boy, this year, you know, the, over the over the years, when you're around this long, <laughs> you're you kind of get used to certain things, and there's some patterns, a lot of patterns in our business. Um, this year's kind of blown all that away. Um, you know, our, luckily most of our stores were carry out and delivery stores only. They did not have dining rooms. Most of our stores in, in the Atlanta market all have dining rooms. Raleigh, North Carolina has dining rooms. Um, but the ones in Chicago are carry out and delivery. So they weren't impacted as much. They were um, to a point, but not as much. So just managing through, um, you know, the fears of the customers and, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, we were on the top of the game in all of our stores with, you know, the, the cleanliness, the hygiene, you know, so they, they, people just would walk in and feel comfortable. You know, you're, I mean, we're always doing that in the, you know, hopefully everybody in the food business is on top of that, but, you know, the public became ultra aware of things and, you know, now it, it's, it's really a responsibility that that's, up front and center, um, along with obviously the food and the service. Um, so, you know, that's been, uh, that's been good. We've, we've, you know, worked through all of that. Um, a lot of our stores got involved with the third party deliveries. Very, very difficult. Um, it doesn't, it, it, it's very difficult to work, you know, with what they charge. Um, that that's become a totally different financial model. And, uh, luckily, um, and I know Speedline's on, on with us here, and luckily Speedline has really, really helped with that, you know, with the controls that that system uh, provides for us. And, and we're, I think we're really blessed in that, you know, I got involved with Speedline, gosh, uh, 2005 or six or seven way back. And, uh, you know, so we've become, you know, very used to working some of the real important parts of it. And when you have to give up that much money, you know, to the delivery side, you really have to control the other side of it, you know, food cost and labor. Um, so, you know, that helped us. I don't know if I, I'm not really, I guess I'm plugging you guys, uh, uh, Brad. So I, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, but, just keep uh, no, going, it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, but it's true. It's true. You, you know, we used to have a lot of play in the food business and, you know, depending on what percentage of your business now goes off to third parties, my gosh, you know, when they're taking 20, 25% of everything they do, you know, put pencil to paper and it doesn't work real well. So, you know, there's just other things that have to happen, remaneuvering money, you know, reallocating budgets. Uh, that's probably been the absolute biggest challenge. Um, labor, as everybody says, real tough. Um, you know, I, not, not to be political at all here, but decisions that are being made 
by politicians, especially, you know, I know they're, they're doing their best to help everybody, but adding on, you know, in the beginning that $600 a week uh, unemployment, it was a lot of, a lot of stores. It was more beneficial for people to be un- unemployed. Very hard to find uh, employees. Believe it or not, it's still hard to find. And, uh, you know, they're, they're claiming there's 10 million people out of work uh, as of this morning. But, you know, to, you, you've got ads and they're just trickling in. It's, it's scary. It, you know, you don't really know what to do. Um, so, you know, just working through all of that, the, the people component, the, uh, the money component, it's been very, very different. And again, after 40 years of kind of settling back and maybe getting a little bit too complacent, um, it's really, I think, got us up in, in working on things that we took for granted for a long time. Brad, can you maybe break down for us a little more how the system Speedline has works? And, and you know, I, we've heard in uh, the case of Nancy's Pizza how it's working. Um, what kinds of advantages does it offer, particularly for pizzeria operators, but also for restaurateurs in general? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, it's incredibly humbling to hear Dave talk about uh, our system. I mean, obviously, that's what our goal is. But when you hear someone like Dave with the years of experience that he has talking about how it has impacted their business so positively, it, it, it really does. Uh, that, that That's why we're in business. And uh, and. I think that there's really a few things that, that we do particularly well uh, with, with Speedline. Uh, number one, of course, in-store, providing a point-of-sale system that does all the things Dave talked about, managing the, the, the costs and so forth, is obviously important. But I've had, I've had 35 years of experience in the, in the food service industry in a variety of different areas, including quick service, full service, uh, some contract food service, working with uh, universities and hospitals and so forth, working in the coffee business. Every time I've gone into each one of those sectors, I have found myself needing to relearn a significant portion of the business. And it is no different with pizza. It's almost as though we said the restaurant industry isn't hard enough. Let's go and add uh, a courier service and logistics business to the to this this part of it and manage a huge number of deliveries leaving the store every night. And I think that's one of the things that's really set the, the, this industry aside and probably preserved it as much as it, as it has been throughout the, throughout the last year, which has been incredibly challenging for so many restaurants. But we're, we're still hearing about uh, uh, chains that are growing. You heard Dave talk about opening up two brand new stores. Like that's, that's phenomenal to see that sort of growth during such a challenging time. And, and I can only think that, that the universal appeal of pizza is part of it. When I think about what Speedline can do in-store, so in-store, we have all of those tools that help you manage your food costs, but the most important part is, how do I manage a huge number of pickups and a huge number of deliveries every night to make sure that my off-premise dining actually grows? And so that's one of the things that we've, we've focused on in building. The second piece is that the pizza industry is hugely complex when it comes to its pricing models. When you have different types, different uh, sizes of crust, different types of crust, different toppings, different sauces, uh, and, and even different ways to finish the product, all of those uh, lead us to, to a configuration that is pretty complex. It, it's unlike anything else. Uh, that we've seen in this industry, particularly because customers are used to getting their pizza exactly the way they want it. 
whether they want it half and half or whether they want to have uh, no mushrooms on one side and they want to have mushrooms on the other. Those are the types of, of things that we have to deal with every single day, making sure that our, our customers are able to do. So once you go from in-store, then you go online. Well, how do we make that experience seamless? Because customers who are used to calling in now expect to be able to configure their pizza exactly the way that they want it to when they're online. So you have to have a system that is not only integrated with your in-store system, but it also needs to pick up on things like new coupons. It needs to, to be integrated enough that it can provide an, estimate, uh, an estimated time for delivery or pickup so that customers can make a, a choice about which one they're going to order from in some cases or whether or not they're going to order at all. And seeing a uh, timeline that says that it's going to be only uh, 45 minutes until my pizza arrives, I can live with that. If it says it's an hour and a half or if I don't know, that creates more challenges. So you have all of those pieces, both in-store and online, but for someone like Dave, he also needs to have a tool that will allow him to both collect information from the store, but also to send information back down to the stores if he's involved at all in configuring pricing and coupons or adding new items. So all of that has to be thought of and engineered into the system to really provide what I would call a platform or a foundation for technology strategy. Wow. Yeah, for, if, can I jump in a second? Shelley, oh, absolutely. Or, or Shelley? Um, you know, I, everything that Brad said, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, from a, the end user is, is true. Um, there's a lot of people in Chicago that have moved to Speedline. And you know, Brad may not know this, but I, I talk to a lot of people and I actually promote their system because I think their system is just good for the industry. There's, there's a couple of things that the Speedline system does. Um, Brad did not mention um, everything is phenomenal that he said, but the one thing that I'm a big, big promote, uh, promoter of amongst our stores, amongst, you know, friends in the industry that I know is, is there, they, they've got this back end and they, we can create these matrices for our ingredients so that when we make a pizza, there's a make ticket that's printed and every single time a pizza is made, or I'm sorry, is ordered, a make ticket comes up the exact amount of ingredients that have to go on that pizza. And one of the key components of the pizza industry is, you know, Brad touched on it. Mrs. Smith at home orders today. She loves the pizza. She better get that same pizza. And by making it by hand, which is what the entire pizza industry, even some of the biggest chains in the country do is they just, they make it by hand. They eyeball it. And every, every pizza maker's eyeballs are different. Their hands are different. By using the Speedline Make Ticket system, every pizza is the same. I don't care who makes it, what time of day they make it. Mary Smith, our customer, is going to get the same product. And that, as far as I'm concerned, is the, the crux of our business. That, that's, that's, what, that's what makes the difference. And this, I have looked at a lot of systems. I mean, when I'm at pizza shows, you know, I kind of have an affinity to some of this. You know, like I said, I, I originally was in pre-med. I had a lot of science classes, so I'm a little, my brain works a little differently. I'm kind of a quantitative type person. And, you know, I've looked for these things, and there's nothing out there that really takes it to the level that Speedline does. And, again, I don't work for Speedline, but I want them to be successful because I want them to be around for a long time. And uh, their system does some things that are amazing. You just have to use them. So, uh, you know, that consistency component and make ticket component for us is the game. And it's also critical that we got, we were very lucky. I, I, I got into the, that whole side of that system very early. Then when Obamacare came up and they required uh, nutritionals on menus, well, how do you do that? 
I mean, honest to God, how, how do you have little Mary or little Susie, a pizza maker, make a pizza and big Joey, who's a basketball player with, you know, hands like mitts, he's putting sausage down ingredients. How do you make sure that that pizza comes out with the same nutritionals? It's impossible. Now, now multiply that times two stores, 20 stores, 300 stores. You can't do it. So you have to have a system that you turns your pizza line into pretty much of a factory so that every ingredient that's going on there is within, you know, in our case, we want it to be exactly eight ounces of this, four ounces of this, and that's it. Because we're, we're now promoting the fact that a, this size pizza has X number of calories. The only way you can do that is to make sure that materials going into that pizza has X number of calories. So unbeknownst to anybody back in, you know, 2005, I think it was 2005 I went to Vancouver to learn about this. And I had looked a long time for a system. That's a long time ago. There was just nothing out there. So I loved this thing. Um, it was way ahead of its time, especially in this nutritional thing now. I mean, that, that just... We, we were just ready for it, and, and that helps so much. That's great. So, Dave, what, what are the next steps for your business growth-wise then? Um, we have several people looking for locations. We are franchisee-driven. We have one uh, store in uh, downtown Chicago that's our training center. It's a full-service store. Um, does a very big carry-out and delivery business. Um, we have not opened during the, the COVID period. Uh, we still are not open in the dining room. We're not going to do it until Chicago says we can go 100%. And we just want to protect our employees, want to pl- pr- protect everybody. Um, it's, it, it's, we're just pushing the carry out delivery right now so that that's there and a strong base for the store. It was only, that store was only open four months before it got shut down with COVID. In a very difficult situation we were in, you know, like everybody, you know, you open a store four months later, you know, you're shut down. Um, it's uh, a little unnerving. Uh, so, you know, we, we've reevaluated a lot. Um, there's a lot of locations that are out there that we're looking at um, converting to Nancy's. Uh, there's several uh, chains that did not fare well uh, during this time. And uh, we're in the middle of some talks with, uh, actually, two two different small small chains to actually convert them to Nancy. So we're we're looking. We're a small local chain. We are expanding. We are you know moving into another uh, dimension for us. But um, a lot of the things that we do, we're I'm I'm very much of a foodie. Uh, my whole family works with us, and we all are. And you know, if we're going to open a store before we can open a store in Raleigh, North Carolina we got to make sure all of our raw materials can be there. So we're tied into a buying group. Um, they're very good. Uh, and they, they basically, if they don't have a, a particular brand we use in Atlanta, we ship it from Chicago every week. So when you get a pizza in Atlanta, it is exactly the same pizza as Chicago. And, you know, we don't, we don't vary on those things. We don't just say, okay, well, we use this jalapeno or we use this. We want specific flavors. So that, you know, we just, we follow our supply lines and, and the opportunities are just, uh, it's, it's like, it's crazy right now. I mean, there's just a lot of opportunity. Are some of these things that Dave was mentioning, Brad, things that Speedline can help with um, as far as suppliers and sourcing ingredients and that like? 
Yeah, it's it's certainly it's certainly something we we have systems that that will do that inventory uh, systems, for example, that will handle that. But I think one of the interesting things that we're starting to see is, um, and Dave, Dave kind of touched on this in terms of all of the controllables that you have to you have to look at, and uh, obviously credit card uh, credit card processing is a huge issue for for uh, any any restaurant, but more so what we're starting to see is a real rise in chargebacks. We saw saw a lot of chargebacks, particularly as COVID first hit. Uh, and we would see them go in waves. We'd talk to customers and we would say, uh, I remember the first time they said, I, I received three three chargebacks this week. And I talked to them next week and they had received 30 chargebacks. And we started looking at ways to help solve some of these issues because chargebacks in and of themselves are terrible. But there's also this idea that when you process a credit card and it's not present, uh, you'll pay about 40% higher in your, uh, more in your, in your uh, transaction fees. So we've, we have a, a program that we call Speedline Pay Now. Uh, that is, it allows you to, uh, to accept payment wherever the customer is using a, an EMV device paired up with, a, with a, an, Apple, uh, an Apple, either a tablet or, or a phone. And what that allows you to do is take that credit card right on the spot, avoiding those higher transaction fees, but it also protects you much more greatly against chargebacks. Uh, so when I talk to people and they say, uh, in one customer's case, he said, I, I, I said, well, you know, some people are seeing four or $500 in chargebacks. He said, I'd be happy with that. Last month, my chargebacks were $5,000. So this is a really serious problem that needs to be solved. So Speedline Pay starts to do that by being able to take that transaction and confirming that the card is valid uh, using uh, an EMV or a contactless payment and being able to take that payment right away. So all of that helps. And while that works a little bit counter to the, the concept that we have of contactless payment overall and being able to do a contactless transaction, what we're finding is a lot of our, our customers are starting to really take notice of the amount that it's costing them to both serve a customer who isn't paying, um, but also seeing that, that then repeat over and over again as it spreads through the community that a certain location might be an easy mark for chargebacks. Those are huge issues to this industry. And it's something that I hadn't really thought of until I got into this industry. And again, humbled by the fact that I didn't know and just seeing what the impact of delivery can do. And then suddenly you have all of these chargebacks. So we're pretty excited about what Speedline Pay is going to be able to do for people that's being released next week. So that's exciting. That is exciting. <laughs> and on that kind of continuing on that theme, I guess what's, Next for a speed line that maybe we can see coming down the pipe. Can you give us some hints yeah, about well, things that are coming down the pipe? Yeah, and, and this will excite every one of our customers. Uh, speed line reporting, we have over 200 reports that are in our systems and, and you can uh, access all sorts of information and it's highly customizable. But one of the challenges we've had is that it has not been cloud-based up until this point. So we're launching cloud-based reporting. We've, uh, uh, partnered with one of the leaders in business intelligence. And so cloud-based reporting will be available uh, next quarter to, to our customers and allow them to be able to gather the information uh, that they want at the store level, but they're able to do it anywhere, anytime, uh, on any device. It works on, on, on phones, on tablets, as well as on a desktop computer. So I think that'll really start, start to provide some visibility to some of the things that Dave was talking about that are so important to him and make it even more accessible to both franchisees as well as to, to uh, larger locations. 
Well, um, I've certainly learned a lot today. I wonder if do any of you all, do either of you have parting thoughts that you'd like to just uh, put in before we sign off here for today? I would like to say something about listening to Dave. Um, and I, I speak with a lot of operators uh, and when, when you listen to someone like Dave, you start to get an idea of what does it actually take to build a brand. Is talk about consistency and customer experience and the care that he's taken with everything from the make ticket all the way through to selecting suppliers. All of those uh, factors really differentiate a person that thinks about growing their business and someone who's actually been successful at growing their growing their locations into a into a very successful chain. So I I don't think I can emphasize enough. When you're listening to Dave, you're listening to somebody who really understands the industry, and it's 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 a real pleasure to be able to learn from him. You know, I agree wholeheartedly, and I think if you've been been at it since since the late seventies. <laughs> You, you've got something to pass along to the rest of us. And I, I, I hope our listeners appreciate that. So thank you, Brad. And thank you, Dave. Dave Howie is uh, Chicago Franchises uh, CEO. And Brad Brooks is here from Speedline. And we appreciate their contribution today. I've learned a lot. I hope everyone listening has. So thanks to you and thanks to our listeners for tuning in and have a great day, everyone.